is episode 299 of Nerds Eye View for the 24th of January. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, we're... Welcome... We're here. ...to the new world. Everything's different. Yeah. But the same, kind of. A little, little different. Yeah. We're still broadcasting from Windchime Island. It's going to get a little wet later, but I think we'll be all right. We won't be washed out. Uh, I'm Jordan. I'm joined by Andrew. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. To your house. Yeah. And we are joined by... Lee Quick. Welcome, Lee. Thanks for having me. We're glad to have to you. To Windchime Island. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's very a, peaceful. Yeah, it's a cheery place. Uh, it's it's all about Zen. And, okay, cool. And, and discussing movies. But uh, we're going to be reviewing a little film called 20th Century Women. Yeah. Or as my theater like to call it, 20th Century Woman. Really? Yeah, they... Uh, what? Yeah, they really couldn't get that. I mean, I, I just, I splurged on myself last night and just rented out the whole theater. Yeah. Um, I was a little <laughs> worried because they forgot to turn the projector on until the second trailer. Mm-hmm. I was a little concerned. But I think it's because they didn't think anyone was in there with me. Maybe that's like the trick, because on mine, it, there was no sound, and uh-huh. then the trailer popped on halfway through. Oh, it really? was me and 10 other people. Okay, I was by myself, yeah. and I had sound the whole time. I could hear all the trailers, <laughs> but I couldn't see anything. You were alone? Yeah. When did you go? Last night. Oh. Yeah. When it, it, when the torrential downpour was happening? Yeah, I went uh, yesterday at 11 a.m. for nice. a show cool. at the Landmark, Cover, Cover City. Nice. And uh, there were uh, a couple of uh, ladies waiting for the elevator, uh-huh. elderly ladies, nice. uh, mobility challenged mm-hmm. ladies waiting for the elevator, and, uh, and myself. And I, ha- I suspected we were all going to the same movie. I didn't uh, bring it up, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't I, Maybe that was a wrong assumption of me to make that. Uh, yeah. these, that they might have been going to see Triple X. Seemed like they're kind of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just love Xander Cage. I think that's what it is. Or they're going to see a movie starring a 58-year-old lady. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely possible. And thinking, oh, that young that young lady, she's doing well. <laughs> yeah, look at, look at her good job. Uh, but, of course, before I review, we're going to have our, uh, we're going to talk about new releases. We're going to talk about the top ten. After our review, we're going to talk about what's coming out next week. We're going to have our little game guess the ending and then at the very very end are we going to have a discussion i mean i, I feel no like there's not yeah there's no really need for spoilers, spoilers right i mean this is just this, this is just a, a tale this yeah. is just a story we, yeah. there's not really there's nothing shocking there's no i guess the only spoilers would be what doesn't happen yeah 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 that's but, interesting but i don't i don't think we need a discussion section no let's just let's just talk about it yeah okay cool well let's uh let's talk about it Let's do the top ten. Count me down. I am number ten. Sleepless. Because I am partnered with number nine. (laughs) The founder. And we work together on number eight. Patriot's Day. We make number seven. Monster Trucks. Until we found number six. Rogue One. On the way to number five. La La Land. And all the way there... We did number four. Sing. Because we saw number three. Hidden figures. Inside of number two. Triple X return of Xander Cage. But we felt number one. Split. Yeah, that's that's weird. Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> oh, I'm seeing it today, so. I'm debating. I, I've, heard, I've heard that, like, it may not be an amazing movie, but there's, like, yeah, stop me if you heard this one before. There's uh there's something that happens in the film that is will blow your mind. Well, so is that what he's known for? Yeah, the exactly. mind but, of but, Night Shyamalan. But I think it's amazing that he can have trailers that are so crazy. Like this this film looks nuts. Like there's yeah. there's a lot going on in this movie, and to be able to show that much and then to be like, no, there's something crazy that happens in that film. That's that's kind of cool. Yeah, I've uh, been accosted by ads on my phone all week. Yeah, it's 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 a little much. I, I'm not really happy the with... The shadow thing? Yeah, I'm not yeah. really happy with advertising. They must feel <laughs> confident know. about it. They're yeah. really pushing it. Mm-hmm. Which is good, because it's not like they really promote his other movies all that much. Well, what was, his last film was The Visit, yeah. which I feel like got a lot of ads, but... Yeah, it also came around... Didn't it come out around uh, Halloween? Like it, it, came it came out, out early in the year. Oh, oh maybe it did come out. No, it did come out around did. Halloween. You're yeah. right. You're right. I think that's why it was like the perfect time for. Yeah, it. and it was and it was a classic creeper. Like yeah. it was a uh, you know something's wrong with your grandparents. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, I don't know. My my biggest draw for that film is uh, Anya Taylor uh, Joy. What's her name? The girl from The Witch. Oh yes, she's fantastic. Which I also so I watched uh, on Netflix mm-hmm. uh, Barry, mm-hmm. the the film about Barack Obama. Yeah, and she's in that. Really, and she's really good in that. Wow. Okay. So I, she's a great actress. So. I don't know. She's she's you know if everyone watched Morgan and was like, oh, this is bad. Mm-hmm. It's not her fault. No. She's going to be in a bunch of good stuff. She was playing a, a spliced-up mutant. Like, okay. What else could she do? I think she's. I think she's a great actress, and I'm looking forward to anything else she's in. And uh, Jordan, you you liked Return of Xander Cage? I did. Yeah, uh, but it's one of those films where you like you just got to turn your brain off because he rides a jet ski motorcycle. Yeah. He skis down the side of a of a uh, Dominican rainforest. Of course. Like, Excuse physics. Me? Yeah, <laughs> physics. Friction does not exist. Okay. Uh, during that scene, and that's fine. Uh, it just, it's, it's a dumb movie, but just, <laughs> it, like, it's not supposed to be, it's not supposed to be smart. It's not supposed to be interesting. It's, it's actually taking, it's doing something interesting in the fact that it's taking something from the Fast and Furious handbook by having an extremely multicultural cast. Like, he is surrounded, all of his, his, his co-actors in that film are from all over the planet. And, uh, you know, we got Donnie Yen, we got Tony Jaa, we've got uh, a woman from, uh, I think she's from India, we've got Ruby Rose on there. Like, what? Is, everyone. Is, is that a rule now that Ruby Rose has to be in every movie now? I, I'm good with it. <laughs> she's going to be in John Wick Chapter 2, hey, and I don't know how I feel. I'm good with that. I don't know. I'm totally good with that. And, uh, and everyone in that film, like, the film's about him, but it's almost big trouble in Little China in that. He is the least capable person on that team. Hmm. Although there is an Asian fellow that his special skill, they, they do a rundown thing where there's like a scorecard for someone when they're introduced. Okay. And his special skill is uh, everyone around him has a good time because okay. his job is creating distractions. Huh. So he can just walk into a scene and get everyone's attention and rile them up so that way other people can do their thing. Hmm. So I don't know. It, I, I thought it was fun. And uh, of course, Donnie Yen's amazing in that film. Like he is—he's the far more care, uh, capable action hero in that film. And uh, Xander's just kind of bumbling around. It's pretty great. I, I really like it. Uh, anything else on here that you've seen you want to talk about? Sings good. I—I kind of liked it. Yeah, it's Sing, goofy. It's goofy. It's goofy. It knows it, but it's also like heartwarming because it's about like overcoming everything in your life for your dreams, which is something that yeah. needs to be said. People yeah. need to see that and remember that because we live in a dark world. We need, we need hopeful stuff like that. Uh, Rogue One's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the rest of this I still need to see. La La Land's really good. I'm, uh, yeah, that is... I'm, I should have already seen that. I haven't it's, yet, it's And it's beautiful. Like yeah. It's really... It's good to watch. Every single time I see... I've seen that trailer almost before every movie that I've seen recently. Yeah. I'm just like, I just want to see you. I feel silly. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, last year I waited until I don't know how far into January I got without seeing Force Awakens. Oh wow! But I avoided all spoilers. Oh cool! All trailers. Nice. Everything until I saw it. (laughs) That's difficult. Good job. And it was late in January, I think, or mid January, until I finally got around to it. But uh, so I got to enjoy it without any spoilers at all. That's Um, cool. I I would like to see uh, the Rogue One. I think I think it's I think it's a it, it it chooses an interesting place in the timeline of the other movies and tells what I think is a really good story. There's no I, reason why I shouldn't see it. I mean, yeah. I was there for the original Star yeah. Wars because uh, newsflash, I'm old. Uh, that's why I'm here. I'm here to re- represent older ladies here today. Um, saw Star Wars in a theater, I think mm-hmm. five times the original nice. one. Wow. And then I, you know when Empire came out, how exciting that was yeah. and. Uh, no spoilers at all. I mean, there wasn't. Yeah, it was a there different was time. No, yeah, just yeah. it was so easy to. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Darth Vader is yeah. Luke's dad. Yeah. What? Yeah. And then the third one we all lined up for, mm-hmm. and we were all uh, excited but vaguely disappointed at the end of it. You know, yeah. we got to deal with the original. Mm-hmm. Yep, nope. You know, with yeah. the with the Ewoks <laughs> dancing around yeah. with the original song. Yeah. We all know how lame that was. Yeah. I mean, it it does a really brave thing in Rogue One. By answering a question that someone would have, like if you watched that original movie when it came out, the uh, A New Hope, and you said to yourself, "Well, why is it?" It wasn't A New Hope when it originally yeah, came yeah, out. Yeah. I must put that. Out. <laughs> but uh, w- you ask yourself, like, why is there such a glaring mistake in the Death Star? Okay, like, no, why okay. is it so easy? 
Oh, this yeah. film answers that question oh, okay. and does it in an amazing way. It makes sense. And that that is that was an incredible task. Like I wouldn't want to be the person to do that. Yeah. I I think my only thing with Rogue One is that the the farther I get away from having seen it mm-hmm. is uh the the thing that I have a problem with is like the filmmaking behind it. Yeah. There's there's some things that I've heard about the way that they shot it mm-hmm. that I'm just like, "Oh, that's that's bad filmmaking." Yeah. But uh, you know, it's it's the story that I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I went in, I saw it, I went, good, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> good, I mean, when, when I sit down to watch a film, that I exist in that universe for a little while, and I don't think about all that stuff until after. Yeah, exactly. That's just, what I'm saying, after. Maybe, maybe it you was, just need to see it again. Exactly. I so. think if I see it again, it'd be like, wow, 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 wow. Yeah, yeah. And then I'd walk away and go, oh, yeah, but then I remember this. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. They just announced the title for the, the next one. Oh, I didn't know that. What is it? Do you, do you guys sure. know? Okay. Yeah, it's just the title. Uh, it's The Last Jedi. Ooh. That's what they're calling it. Ooh. Episode eight, the Last Jedi. Hmm. Yeah, which people have already gone crazy on the internet about trying well, to yeah, figure out. Yeah, of course, out it's it's Luke. All the anyway. yeah, people have compiled evidence, though. You yeah, don't understand. Of course, they did. People but have compiled evidence. They, they have their... found lines from each of the original films mm-hmm. and the new film that mm-hmm. support their evidence that mm-hmm. it is in fact. Of Luke. course. Yeah. And that it can't be Ray. Please, they're like, don't be Ray. <laughs> and I'm like, well, come on. I mean, it's it might end up being Ray. Yeah. Because Everyone the teaching, does. yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Really, do we think Luke is going to be smiling and happy ever after at the end no, of this thing? Really, he's not. They got to get rid yeah. of him. It's kill him uh, off I, at some point, right? Yeah, man, that'd be that'd be something. But now that but it could be a Leia is going to be okay. gone. Yeah, oh, that's rough too. Man, yeah, it's tragic. It's bummer. New releases. Yeah, uh, there's not much. I'll admit, uh, new releases here on DVD and Blu-ray. Inferno is that is that one of those the rare end films? of the trilogy yeah. of Ron Howard and Tom Hanks. That's one of those crazy magnum opus, weird like no, it's insane. It's bad. <laughs> it's one of those weird, crazy like rare films where Tom Hanks is in a bad movie. Oh, okay. Like, it's rare that he's in a bad movie, but when yeah. he's in a bad movie, the way you're phrasing that is weird movie. to me because yeah, yeah exactly. I'm like Tom Hanks in a bad. But yeah, this yeah. movie's bad. This movie's bad. This movie's very bad. I didn't even have to see it. It's bad. It's, it's bad. It's really? bad right from the get-go. Yeah. I, I didn't even hear about it, but that's I don't hear about because it a lot. Because these are based on books, and like the first two films, they were based on the first two books in this trilogy. And then when the second one was done, they were like, okay, this is a good place to end, because everyone who had read the book went, they shouldn't make that movie. That's actually a bad book. Oh. It's a bad book. And they shouldn't make that. And film. they got desperate, and they made it anyway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got you. And there's isn't there a fourth book? Yes. I was looking into this yeah. because I I kind of remember that they did things a little out of order, mm-hmm. and I and I'm worried they're going to do that fourth one. Yeah. Because somehow Ron Howard has stuck around for all three I don't of understand. these. Understand. Ron did Howard he, makes good movies. Did he lose a bet? He forgot how to make a good movie. Oh, that's that could have happened. Yeah. I think he just forgot. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Is maybe he's too busy making that Beatles documentary. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. Uh, on DVD only, uh, The Handmaiden. Why is that only coming out on DVD? Uh, because they're weird. Huh. Right. They, well, that I happens still, I still need to see that. There was, uh, it's very good. Yeah, I know. It's very, very good. I still need to see it. Um, sometimes they do... Um, there was a film coming out on Blu-ray... No, on DVD this week, but I didn't list it because it already came out on Blu-ray. They're just doing a delayed release. Oh. Okay. So this is the opposite, where they start with the DVD and then they do the Blu-ray, Blu-ray later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then on TV, TVD, uh, Sherlock <laughs> Season 4. Which is which really is, good. And I haven't watched it yet. That's a, that's... But isn't it on PBS streaming? Yep. Okay. So uh, just... Not every episode. Well, I'll They're all, like, they, they have expiration dates. I'll figure it out. I have the first episode. <clears throat> I bought it. Mm-hmm. Atunes. Well, I really enjoyed the uh, Christmas special, Abominable Bride. Fantastic! It's very good. Yeah, uh, man, that reveal at the end of that episode is amazing. Yeah, there, amazing. there's yeah, there was a lot in have that you, episode. Do you watch Sherlock? I have not watched it because um, actually a deep Sherlock Holmes nerd. Uh-huh. And then I've read every original story multiple nice. times. I've written my own Sherlock Holmes. Cool. Uh, uh, I don't know what you want to call it. Band story. Um, I'm way into it, and I really, really bugs me when they mess with the original 
stories and ideas and add in like Sherlock Holmes sister and you know weird non-canonical stuff I just have a hard time with it the weird thing about this one so I um, at one of the comic cons uh, that I've been to I went to a panel where they had um, the writers and one of the producers and they talked about how they're like they're so strict on following like as close as they can to original plots and like tying in weird details from other stories to make it all make sense. Cause they even did um, the one story that they told, I'm half remembering it right now where they, they, they tried to make sense of the fact that um, Watson's middle name is different in two different books or mm-hmm. stories. And so they try and make it that like his, his wife calls him a different name because of her like Scottish background or something. Sure. And so they tried to make that make sense just within their own, story even though they didn't have to like i kind of like that they tried that hard i like i like tying things together and and playing with uh errata and weird things in the stories but why 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 give him a sister then why give him a sister no no no. stop talking oh (laughs) because you are literally saying spoilers from this oh okay i didn't know i've only heard it read it's funny that you won't uh, have you read it have you watched any of the sherlock not this no not this series no it's interesting because like the non-canon thing just happened in this season and this is the fourth season. Oh, so okay. like there They're are three expanding. seasons that are all canon. Cool. So uh, well, I know should, I've heard the leads should, are very charismatic. You should check it out. And maybe maybe I should. I mean, aren't they on Netflix? The the first three seasons there you go. and the and the bride, I think. Yeah. Everything but the new stuff is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, you would like the bride because it actually uh it's set during the original time period where Sherlock Sherlock is supposed to be. Okay. Yeah. That Victorian era. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, all right. So that's what's coming out new on DVD, Blu-ray, and TVD. Uh, go to your local video store to check that out. Yeah. Wherever those are. They're few and far between. They still walk exist. down to the Blockbuster. My, oh, my I'm so dad, sad about that still. My dad, every single time I'm on uh, like an Apple TV and I'm like, yeah, we could rent this right now. And he's like, six dollars. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like perfect HD quality and we can just immediately start watching it. And he's like, I can go down the street for $1.50 and rent Red, this. And I was Red like, box. well, no, he, there's a, we have a, a local store that he goes to, oh, okay. like a mom and pop place that has been there ever since we've lived in Cyprus. Yeah. And man, he's just, I'm like, yeah, but we don't have to drive there. <laughs> we can just press this button. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I and still remember they, when when Redbox was new. I was very into it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Oh wow, okay." I, I think it's a good yeah. thing, but but then I I dropped off real quick. Yeah. I was just like, "Eh, whatever." Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the funny thing was, is all the fil- everything I was showing him on on the Apple TV that day. Like I was showing them um, my brother and his girlfriend and my parents. I was showing them trailers to stuff like, "Oh, this is a good movie. This is a good movie." Mm-hmm. Like we could watch any of this stuff because um, everyone was over for my birthday. And uh, and the next day. He comes home with four rented movies from that place. And they were all films that I had showed. And I was like, all right. And he's like, he held them up. He goes, $6. I was like, way to go, Dad. I was like, cool, Dad. Congratulations. All right. So we're going to take a quick little break. But when we come back, we will be reviewing 20th Century Women. When you were born, I told you life was very big. And unknown. There were animals and cities and music. You'd fall in love, have passions, have meaning. But now it's 1979 and nothing means anything. And I know you less every day. I think maybe you guys can help me with Jamie. How do you be a good man? What does that even mean nowadays? Don't you need a man to raise a man? No, I don't think so. I think you're what's going to work for him. Well, it seems so real. You just feel guilty because it's just me and you. You don't know what I'm feeling. Men always feel like they have to fix things for women where they're not doing anything. Just be there. Somehow that's hard for all of you. Well, I'm not all men. Okay, I'm just me. Well, yes and no. I see the shapes. Having a kid seems like the hardest thing. How much you love the kid, you're just pretty much screwed. You get to see him out in the world as a person. 
I never will. What about you? It's always about the mother. Okay, Jesus. Uh, yeah. Sweetie, I don't know if we ever figure our lives out. And the people who help you, they might not be who you thought or wanted. They might just be the people who show up. Jamie, I also want to say never have sex with just the vagina. You have to have sex with the whole woman. That's slightly off topic. <laughs> 20th Century Women, uh, written and directed by Mike Mills, starring Annette Bening, Elle Fanning, Greta Gerwig, Billy Crudup. Uh, the kid is Lucas Jade Zuman. I think he's a new, new kid. Yep. New On kid. the block. Yeah. Uh, you know, it happens. Oh, apparently he was in Sinister 2. So there you go. Oh. That's a, I just went straight to his IMDb page to try and figure that out. Yes, he was. You, yeah. you recognize him? Yeah. Wow. Now that you brought it up, I, I, in my mind palace, I, uh, I de-aged <laughs> him. And I was like, yes, he was in Sinister 2. Uh, this is a, it's an interesting film. It's hard to describe the plot. Mm-hmm. It's not like a very heavily plot driven. Visually, it's linear. Mm-hmm. But through audio, we are jumping all over the place. Uh, because at times char- we get char- a little flash of something. Characters will discuss their pasts and their futures. Yeah, the futures part was interesting to me. Yeah, when they when they got to that, but it's mostly about um, this little household uh, where a single mother is raising her 15 year old son mm-hmm. in 1979, mm-hmm. and uh, she has uh, a, a housemate. Mm-hmm. She's a, a man working on the house. He's and, also a mechanic, and he's also a mechanic. And uh, her son has has a a, a friend mm-hmm. who's around a lot. Yeah, that's like that's like the core. And there's of this also movie. there's also the photographer roommate from well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the New roommate, York roommate lady. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, you only said you only I said I mentioned her. You only, nope. Oh well. Yeah, but yeah, there's there's two mates two roommates in the house, man and a woman. Uh, and Elle Fanning oh, guess, yeah. is the uh, the girl that visits him yeah. that doesn't live there, but she just comes and crawls it uh, crawls into does. his window and yeah. sleeps in his bed because she wants somebody to talk to. Yeah. Now I I'm kind of assuming she seemed a little older than him. Obviously, I think that's the mm. year that they put. She's two years older than him. Yep. Okay. I think she's seventeen. And then the other character, the redheaded uh, Abby. Yeah. Uh, she's in her twenties. She's I think, in her. Early, I think she's twenty four. Early twenties. Yeah. I was trying to do quick math every time they put it because they put what year they were born sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, it it and, was very slightly nonlinear. I got a little teeny bit thrown off. Like, oh, past. Oh, wait, present. Yeah. Uh, future. Yeah, past? because just a little. It w- it wouldn't show because it would show like when they were born and the story that led up to them coming to live there. Yeah. But it wouldn't do it right when we met those characters. It would do it at some random point in the middle. Um, and then Billy Curtis's character is closer to his mother's age. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And uh, she's fifty-five. Mm-hmm. In the context of the film, she she uh, as uh, yeah the the male narrator and I. Who's the lead character here? Is it her? I that's that's a very interesting question because I'm very I think it's it's mostly focused on the boy. It's how the the boy is being raised and how his life has yeah. changed by this moment in time mm-hmm. and how living here is is has formed him for it's the rest of his life. Yeah, but. Um, at the same time, I, I like that so much of it is narrated by the mother. Mm-hmm. It's narrated later on. She comes in with a lot of narration. Right. Because while she's trying to understand him. Yeah. Like we see her journey of, I need to try and understand what he's going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really so cool. It's I get, almost like co-lead characters, but it is definitely from his point of view. Yeah. yeah. And I'll bring up a few of those things later, maybe if you yeah. want. Yeah, I think um, I think it's 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 built like that because it is. Uh, Mike Mills has said this is kind of based on his life, although the years are a little different. I think he um, he aged himself up if he was to be this boy character. He mm-hmm. was probably twelve in nineteen seventy nine. But <laughs> I think well, because you have to leave the open open the possibility of sex. Yeah, yeah. I think That's they wanted why. to do a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I was really fascinated by this group of characters. When uh, kind of the way you get introduced to everyone is that um, Annette Benning 
and and the boy they come home and they kind of had like bad news and you see the way this house is kind of run mm-hmm. uh, how know, everyone interacts Elle Fanning comes in and uh, Billy Crudup's like oh you know he's not here right now and it's like it doesn't matter and it's kind of I, I was like who are all these people and how do they know each other like that's what I wanted to know right away because it was so fascinating to me the way that this house kind of ran itself yeah the, the house I love looking at the house mm-hmm. the house is obviously a real house mm-hmm. uh, I love it when it's a uh, you know, real sound mm-hmm. on location. You know, you have the echo. There's nothing yeah. dubbed in later. No ADR here because it all had to be authentic sound mm-hmm. in the house. Well, it's it's almost like the house is another character in the film, <laughs> I mean, right, guys? <laughs> I mean, they're all. I mean, you can take that into another level of they're all trying to find themselves and working on themselves as people yeah. while also working on the house. Yeah, the house is always under... See, this just reminded me of my mother so much. She lived in an old, 100-year-old house. It was mm-hmm. like falling down here wow. and there. And she's like, oh, we're fixing up this. And it never got, you know, yeah, it never, you never got finished. fixed. I, yeah. I, I, I thought early on, she said, oh, we're going to... This house is never going to get finished. This is just going to be an ongoing project. Mm-hmm. But uh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, the way they're all working on themselves... They're also working on the house. Sure. You know, everybody's trying to figure out who they are and to better themselves throughout the film. And I don't think any of them truly, like, fix who they are as people, like, fix the problems that they have. But they all understand themselves better, the same way that the house never truly gets fixed. But it always is being fixed. I think that's really fascinating that in your own life you had a hundred-year-old house. Yeah, you got that connection. Yeah, you've got, and that's, like, exactly in the movie. That's... Oh, yeah. No, it looked better than my mom's house, I can tell you that. <laughs> and, you know, a weird cast of characters, you know, family uh, staying, you know, because mm-hmm. this is like four or five bedrooms, I'm assuming. This is a big house. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the setting or the, the point of the film, I guess, is that, you know, that this is the young man and then you have also his sort of, uh, could it be his mentor, Billy Crudup? Crudup. 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 Yep. Uh, you know, that he needs male role models or whatever, but his mother uh, decides, well, what I've got is I've got these two young, younger ladies around. Let's use them to uh, try to grow him into a better man. She she sees the way that her, uh, her son and Billy Crudup's character interact and realizes they don't connect. Yeah. Like they don't have things in common that as, as good as a role model as Billy Crudup could try to be, they, they just aren't going to work. I like that that never, yeah, that never connects like that. He never yeah. becomes like, oh, this is the de facto father. Like, yeah. no, he's kind of always just in and out doing his own <laughs> yep. thing, not really a, a strong influence mm-hmm. on, on him at all. Yep. It's, it's, uh, it's more the other two. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I just thought that was really neat. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, at times it felt like um, a little too modern in the sensibilities. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is, which that happens, I feel like that's happening a lot more now in movies about the past where they're trying to inject, you know, the 2016, 2017 mentality into. Oh, oh 100%. This is one of my notes right here. Which is, which is interesting, but it doesn't always ring authentic. It kind oh, of I've feels got like, a, oh, oh, I've got okay. an issue with something. Okay, uh, yeah. I called, uh, I have a couple of alternate titles for this movie. One of them is <laughs> Getting to Know Feminism and Orgasms. That's uh, kind of a what happens mm. also uh 79 millennial style i'm i'm seeing a lot of slideshows in uh films lately <laughs> like when they talk about the music it's also uh, one of the characters is uh, her her um her style her personal style in growth is uh based in uh, not just punk but Largely punk. They, Greta, a lot Greta Gerwig's of, character. A lot yeah. of slideshow. A lot of uh, we get to see Susie and the Banshees and, you know, the Sex Pistols well, and all of those. It also makes sense because she's a photographer. Yeah, that's true. So whenever she's but, discussing anything, it's in slideshow. But there's a slideshow. But I do yeah. feel like it is kind of weird, this injecting of, of real, you know, real history and media mm-hmm. into, you know, a fictional film in a but, style of, here's just some pictures. But it's also, but it's also a fictional film set in a... Non-fiction era. Yeah, of course. So that didn't really bother me that much. Yeah. I mean, this film is stylistically all over the place. Anytime they're yeah. traveling, there's some psychedelic stuff Yeah, what is it with camera. that? There's like a I, red-green shift. I loved it. I, love I loved it. I loved but, it the first time. Uh-huh. And then when it happened later in the movie, I thought, why are they doing this again? Mm-hmm. At first, it was like, well, this is his escape, you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, maybe he's getting high or maybe mm-hmm. he, uh, you know, oh, there's a little... Uh, definitely something. You know, drinking or mm-hmm. something. But then later, when she's driving... 
to go meet up with them somewhere else. That, that, again, that like red green yeah. shift effect, and it's like, wait, this also, is, we've been played already this before. Why now? Why is they played thing? a lot with um, fast motion, not just yeah. when they're driving, but yeah, sometimes when they're move. just walking around the house, everyone's just moving really fast. We're just seeing day to day stuff, but it's mm. all sped up. Yeah, and the, I, I don't find that to be super modern. I think mm. that's not that's not no. like a super uh, new thing. But uh, the 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 need to um, supplement what they're talking about like my mother wore Birkenstocks and then there's a picture of Birkenstocks and we did this and then there's a picture of that I, so I think that comes back in uh, in Greta's character her project that she yeah. comes up with is to pick pictures of all the things in her life and how that ends up being like this sad but also interesting uh, idea uh-huh. and I think that we're shown that earlier in the film before she comes up with the idea, but that is that is why we're shown objects in that way is because of her style and everything like that. I think, well, speaking of her, Abby, um, with her awesome short red hair, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, she, uh, at one point, I think in the movie, we, we see her putting dye on her hair, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, I was horrified because she has no gloves on, mm-hmm. she has no smock, she's mm-hmm. just running quote I mean, hair dye I mean, unquote through her hair with her bare fingers when the mom was putting when exactly. the mom bleached her son's hair no she gloves. also had no gloves no i and i felt i was not the only one in the movie theater there were only <laughs> 10 or 15 other people mm-hmm. there but i felt women tense up and think oh my god she's going to get bleach on that sh- on that shirt or she's mm-hmm. getting it under her fingernails How, make this stop this is this horror mm-hmm. i mean and i know the director said oh let's not put gloves on her or cover her shirt because that's what people would do in real life let's let's not I mean, muck in, up the the, the scene is... by putting sh- you you cannot put bleach on someone's hair with bare hands it's impossible mm-hmm. It's weird. That's weird. That's just a weird director decision that uh, I don't understand. Uh-huh. Yeah, we never would have thought of that. I mean, I saw it. I've, I've bleached somebody's hair before. Oh, okay. I've done it before. You just thought it was possible. I just was like, well, maybe in 79 they didn't <laughs> have all the fancy stuff. No, just, a, just what I call a BDD, a bad hands. director decision. Um, I, I think that the the way this film is set up and the reason why we're picking this time period and the reason why uh, it's all kind of happening the way it is is because the mother is an interesting modern character that doesn't really fit into this time. Yeah. And the only pushback we get is that uh, after she asks for everybody's help, uh, she realizes that he's becoming a feminist. Yeah. And she does not like feminism. Well, either that like, or that he's not going to fit in and she wanted him to fit in. Yeah. Like, it's, like that's not what that's not the way she wanted him to turn out. Yeah. And so she really pushes back against that because think, it's brought up that she's, you know, raised during the depression. And that's why she's comfortable with this whole communal thing. And she's really interesting in the way that she she really wants to understand people. Uh-huh. She's constantly like asking people questions, inviting people over for dinner. Like she's someone who's reaching out and looking for connection and, you know, trying to bring people together. Anytime they're having dinner, there's always a bunch of people that we've never seen before because she invited them over. Yeah. And like she is a super interesting character, but at the, at her core, she's still kind of stuck in this time. Like she feminism is not what it is today. So for her to see her son go that way and to see him physically attacked for it at one point in the film mm-hmm. uh, is like shows where she's in in the time period. Like she she's not completely modern. She's I, not from this time period. I took it as more that she was just a little upset that her son was sexually maturing, and that's that's mm-hmm. difficult for a mom. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking as a mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, but she's so comfortable with everything else that yeah. he's doing. It's weird that that's the stopping point. Well, you know, she's just uh, she's she's got trouble dealing with her feelings. I yeah. think is what it is because when he asks her how she feels, mm-hmm. she looks at him and says. You're not supposed to ask me that. Yeah, that's the one question that she gets mad about, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yep. I know she's, she seems relatively forthright in general, but when he asks her really deep questions, yeah, she's she uncomfortable. As she, you know, you and can understand why. That's right? the scene before she gets everyone to help. Like that's, that's the impetus. That's what makes her decide, I can't do this. I can't handle this. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I know get how other she people. feels. Yeah. Uh, there was a really good laugh uh, line, I think, and maybe in that same mm-hmm. scene, I got a good laugh out of the 20 of us in the mm-hmm. movie theater um, when he was asking her if she was happy. Mm-hmm. And she says, uh, wondering if you're happy. 
just leads to depression. Yeah. You know, that, that, that was a good line. And there were several of those. It's very charming, I think, if you like uh, or love uh, Little Miss Sunshine, which I did. Yeah, I, I like did that love movie. it. Is it. Maybe it's not as awesome as I thought it was at first. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, th- this, this, is, this film is, uh, it almost got me in a couple of spots. You know, a little, the little tearing up, the little playing on the heartstrings thing. And mm-hmm. then it kind of went away. Yeah. Um, and one time it went away because of the music that was used. I, oh. I, I have to, I, I have an issue with uh, using Casablanca and Bogart again <laughs> in a movie. Come on, really, Casablanca? We can't do any better. That's been done so many times. Mm-hmm. I, I would have felt like, you know, she may have, uh, you know, I, I think it's okay that maybe she's, uh, she's not attached. She doesn't seem to have a sexual drive. Mm-hmm. Or sexual interest. Uh, she seems very confident. She's a smart lady. She works in a drafting office that's all other men working there. Yeah. And at one point, uh, uh, a gentleman in the office asks her out. She's mm-hmm. very surprised and flattered and happy. And then he said, yeah, a lot of the other guys think you're a lesbian. But the interesting thing in that scene, though, is she goes, you know I'm not. And then she was and almost she, was offended by it somehow. Because, because she, she then says, yeah, you can come back over. He's already come over. They've oh. already dated. Oh, okay. That's why she's offended. Because she well, I think goes dating might be a strong word. But. Well, yeah, but she goes, "You know I'm not." Yeah, I kind of read that too. And yeah. he did he did come back for that later um dinner he, scene. Yeah, he did come back for dinner along with that other guy that she yeah. she found at the front of the club or whatever. Yeah. That was hilarious. Yes. I love yeah, there this movie's very um unconventional with like the 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 way the plot is laid out like it's a very loose plot it's very you know this it's, happens and this it's happens a, it's but it's tr- not like A B C oh there's much less plot than Little Miss Sunshine yeah 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 I mean it, it's a it's a transient narrative with transient characters it's about feelings you guys it's <laughs> yeah. about feelings and I love that though that's like yeah. you know there's no no there isn't there isn't anything wrong with that but um you know it's still about women from a male perspective yeah yeah um, and well, that's okay. Like what happens okay. to a man when but three I wondered, women decide to raise him? <laughs> I wondered a lot about and Annette Benning. Uh, you know, she's getting very positive reviews yeah. for her performance, yeah. and I think she did a lot. Yeah. Um, but I still wondered a few things. Uh, wondered why she wasn't having any hot flashes. <laughs> yeah. um, and as a person who is currently experiencing hot flashes, I can tell you. It's a huge part of your life, and boy, it can make you really grumpy sometimes. Yeah. Um, she didn't seem to be having any problems, financial problems, or sexual well, problems, or physical problems. She had a financial stocks. problem I was very intrigued by. It's because by. she had stocks. Like, yeah. I think that was, the, that was the point in the film where I was like, well, she's, she's been working for a long time, and she's been investing her money. Sure. And she's getting rent from all of these people. Right. Like, clearly, Billy Curtip has a successful mechanic thing going on. Uh, the photographer is the only person that ever says that she's not going to be able to make rent, and it's because she's going through stuff. Yeah, like, she has an, an illness. Yeah, and Dorothy is, is fine with that. That's the Annette Benning yeah, yeah, character. Yeah. Oh, I I looked on IMDb just to kind of get a cursory overview, and mm-hmm. I found a. Uh, uh, they said, well, they call it a goof, but as we know, anachronistic. That stocks, and I remembered this as oh, soon yeah. as I read it. Back in 79, stocks were not decimal. They yeah. hadn't gone to the decimal system. Yeah. They were those weird fractions. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. a... Yeah, that's a, another problem. A boo-boo. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, you can just say, well, that's, that's just a consequence of him looking back on his life and misremembering something. Mm-hmm. So you can't be yeah. too picky about or that. Or that he's just super good at math and they were changing yeah. it to decimals. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. I just, I just wish there was just a little bit more depth Yeah. to... Maybe the characters of the story. I think that's the only thing preventing this movie from being a home run. Yeah, definitely with um, Greta Gerwig's character, when they explain, when she's like explaining how she got to the house through the flashback, whatever you want to call it, there's just one line where she goes, and nobody could deal with my illness, so I moved back. And it's like, wow. Like she had like a relationship, she had friendships, she had all these people, and she just says, and no one could deal with my illness. Yeah, her friends could not deal with her illness. And I'm, I was just like, there's so much in that that we're just glancing over for the but sake I, of this I think, story. I think that's really telling, though. Like, I, well, I, of I've course. Know, I know did, people who have gotten sick, and like everyone disappears. That's crazy. Did it ever, at one point you think, oh, this is a really good pilot, I'm looking forward to this TV series? <laughs> that's, that's interesting. 
it, uh, it's almost like, you know, because it's a lot of talking and a lot of characters and feelings and emotions and mm-hmm. stuff, it, it, was, it seems like it would have made a good series. Yeah. Hmm. yeah um, you know, they could have gone a little deeper in some areas like, um, you know, the little odd things like the uh, Jimmy Carter malaise speech. Oh, yeah, uh, I really like that being speech. Being thrown in, and I wasn't sure how that tied. I guess it's supposed to tie to her character being in a malaise where she's just kind of stuck and she's mm-hmm. not really dating or she's not really, doesn't seem to have any I, goals or, or hope for the future <clears throat> or whatever. She's just okay where she is. Based on modern events, I was like, is the director just talking to the American people right yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah, like, that was weird, right? I kind of wanted to take that whole speech and put it on Facebook. <laughs> I know. Trying to think what else. Oh, and I read a complaint online. How are there? Why? Why are there's all white people in this movie? Oh wow! And um, there's there's not. There's, um, ev- I mean the main characters, but yeah, oh, yeah, outside of that, yeah, there's some. Uh, there were definitely not um, all white people in this uh, movie, so you can ignore that comment. Yeah, I, I think I don't know. It's that is just one of those things where that's just not what happened in this movie. Did yeah. you did you think it was odd when she was talking about I I don't you'd say there's not really any spoilers so I won't say exactly what her future narration mm-hmm. says about her and her life. Mm-hmm. That didn't seem a little odd and incongruous there was that I she knew exactly what was going to I mean, this is well, obviously I, from I, his point of view. It's not really she's not she doesn't know how she's going to die. I liked it as die. a stylistic thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, because of what it said about her character, like she knows that smoking's bad for her, and she but does she's it anyway. Never going to quit. Yeah, she Why? tells everyone else in her life, "Don't smoke," and yet she does. Why? Well, Why she has that, that moment where she says, uh, "Oh, you know, when when I was young, smoking wasn't bad for you yet. It was just stylish." So it's okay for me. Yeah, and maybe it's, <laughs> it's that weird explanation. And, she, and she's also addicted, and she's probably telling herself, "Like, I, I get one vice." Like, let me have this. That's almost like a choice she made. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well written, certainly well directed. Yeah, I love, well acted. I love you can't the argue with any of that. Uh, between the, these characters. The Elle Fanning character mystified me just a little bit. I wasn't sure where she was coming from. Yeah, yeah. I think I, by the end of it, I really, I just don't like her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just in that sense of like, right? yeah. I don't think, you're, you're I don't she wasn't a, really sympathetic somehow. She, <laughs> it's it's not even about being sympathetic. It's kind of about, you know, maybe you're not a good person. Like, like mm. it's it's it, the whole movie. Greta Gerwig. I mean, at some point, she starts saying to the boy, like, "Hey, don't let her do this. Don't let her do this to you. Yeah. Don't let her do this." I to mean, you. the first time he she finds out that she's in the bed with him, yeah. she goes, "Don't let her sleep here. It's disempowering." Yeah. And I think it's more than disempowering. I think yeah. it's just, it's, it's you know. Yeah, there's a whole there, slew of things wrong with it. It's very realistic. It's nice. I really, I greatly appreciate, this is why I wanted to support this movie. I like a movie that can happen. Yeah. I like, you know, I, I loved Star Wars and Indiana Jones and all that kind of stuff, too, mm-hmm. when I was a kid. But I, I really appreciate, it's harder to, write, to make and write a good movie mm-hmm. that can actually happen when you've got to yeah. stay grounded in reality and... Uh, so I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, this feels like something could have happened. That like, very this, real. This is, this is like a snapshot of a life. And not giving away all the end, you know, what happens to everybody. But mm-hmm. you do find out what happens to everybody. Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, cool, that is what would really happen. Mm-hmm. They didn't force anything yeah. uh, to fit a formula, mm-hmm. a romantic formula. Yeah, um, Yeah, and uh, I, I got the feeling that uh, it was enjoyed by the people who were there in the movie theater. Me and the other... Uh, Elderly folks. Yeah, me, me, the over forty crowd. I mean, I was the only person in my theater, but I liked it. <laughs> yeah, we all. My whole theater sat very patiently while they were trying to figure out why the screen was not on. Yeah, and we all just kind of sat there and waited, and then it came on mid-trailer, and we all went, "Okay, we're ready." Yeah, I avoided all the trailers except one because I hate trailers for the most part. But oh. I saw uh, Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine. Oh yeah. Oh, the, the bank, bank robbing movie. Robber. Yeah. I I rolled my eyes so hard. I mean, they were just in a film the other day of like them going to Vegas. I was like, Boys yeah, Weekend in Vegas and it was all old people and old, like, oh, old Vegas or something. This is this is last weird. Vegas, that yeah, was this it. is a weird trend. Talk yeah. about formula. Right that just seemed like yeah. a rubber stamp movie. Yeah. yeah. From the trailer. That's uh, that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't who look knows? that interesting to me, but I mean it might be a good movie, who knows? But they are good actors. All right, so I think Overall, what we're saying is, is we like this movie. <laughs> Definitely see it. I think I think it's a really. Interesting I would recommend film. it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, 
few I, just little little tiny nitpicky uh, of course issues and I, mean, I did wish it ran a little deeper somehow i felt like maybe there was some basic character uh flaws or or attributes missing maybe i mean when i was uh i'm a creative writing major i don't know if the listeners know that Ooh. <laughs> but when learning about narrative almost every professor that i've ever spoken to has said like the most interesting interesting things that happen are the connections and disconnections in people's lives. And that's what this film is about. It's about the way these people connect to each other, the way they disconnected from other people, the disconnections they have in between each other and how they're trying to reconnect. And and that's what this whole narrative centers around is is trying to find connection with a person that is becoming someone else. And and how you how you do that without changing. And um and also just basically about parenthood. Yeah. You can't call it parenthood because that's taken. Um, but, you know, the issues, some of the issues that Abby is having is just kind of mostly sexual uh, about feminism and also about just being a parent in general. And then the reason why I wanted to go to the movie in the first place was mm-hmm. uh, because I heard that portions of the uh, ticket sales were going to Planned Parenthood. And so I was like, I'm on board Yeah. Uh, for this movie just for that reason. And, uh, you know, the, that's the only thing I knew about the movie before I went, I actually, it was a little bit of a spoiler. I knew there were no abortions because uh, I read in the articles, like uh, they were so happy to see Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. in a movie and, ha- and have it not, and not be an be abortion pres- because yeah, yeah. that's been done they just and got done, na- it's, and done. It's interesting too because it just kind of gets name checked. It's like, oh, and then she went to Planned Parenthood. and She got this- a pap smear and yeah. she found out, you know, that, that you know, obviously yeah. th- these things, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's great. I, I love that part yeah. of it. A- yeah. A24 is the... Um, like a uh, production company that put out this uh, this film, and they put out some other films that we've really enjoyed. They've, Ex, Ex they've Machina. Been, they've been putting out great and, films, yeah, and uh, Spring Breakers, and um, I I really like the way that they've they've been doing marketing and that kind of stuff. And I think they they're the ones who really spearheaded this uh, portion goes to Planned Parenthood yeah. kind of thing because that's that's the kind of company that they are, and I really like that a small company. You know, they're relatively small, but they they can get a film noticed by doing unusual things and things that are actually good. Yeah, like this that that's going to have a benefit. Yeah. To people. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's all of our thoughts on uh, 20th Century Women. Go see it. Hello out there in Benview Podcast Land. My name is Josh and this is Jesse. Hello. And we happen to do a podcast about video games called the Extra Damage Cast. Indeed we do. If you like to talk about video games or more accurately listen to other people talk about video games, you should check out our podcast. It's at extradamage.com or on the Benview Network website, whatever that is. All right, so before we uh, play Guess the Ending, let's give out some thanks. Oh, wait, let's talk about what's new in theaters. I forgot how to do this. Wow. We haven't done this in It's a been while. a long time. Uh, what's coming out new in theaters? We got Resident Evil Final Chapter. We got A Dog's Purpose. And we got Gold. But before we play Guess the Ending... Gold. Let's give out some thanks. Gold. Gold. Uh, Thanks to uh, Silent Partner, who did our theme song, Sophomore Makeout. I got that from the YouTube Audio Library. And you can, too. Just go to youtube.com slash audio library for a lot of good, free-to-use music in your productions. Uh, our logo was designed by Justin Kizan of uh, Agents of Guard. Uh, he's a writer there, agentsofguard.com. Follow his Instagram, because he makes daily yes, videos. They're and they're fun. very good. And yeah. I believe it's just at Justin Kizan. I think so, too. Uh, I'll make sure to put a link. Uh, if Tom was here, he'd tell you about uh, Optograv.org, his website for all of his writings, uh, including his uh, Oscars talk, which is going to go into full swing. Yeah. Because they're going to announce uh, very soon nominees, right? Nominees. Yep. Uh, and then Optograv? Yeah. This is a jerk reference, yep. right? Oh, yeah. Excellent. And uh, all of his short stories are also linked on there that you can buy on uh, Amazon Smashwords. Does he have anything new on Amazon? Or uh, There's something new. I can't remember the name of it. It was okay. for the new year. But definitely check it out. He's got good yeah, stuff. He, he tends to release around holidays, which is very interesting. Yep. Uh, Jordan, what do you have to promote? I stream over at twitch.tv backslash Gamersault Weekly. This weekend, we will be playing Resident Evil 7, the brand new game in that series. It's the first one in first person, and it is way more of a horror game than ever before. Like, before, it was a survival thing where you'd have to survive against zombies or something like that, but it wasn't really that scary. This one is definitely taking 
pages from the uh, <clears throat> recent horror films that have been mm. popular. The uh, uh, what, like uh, Paranormal Activity, stuff like that, where it's more dark and claustrophobic and everything. So I'll be playing that on stream. I'm going to try and uh, do it in a dark room Ooh. with all the lights off Fancy. and headphones on. We'll see if I can survive. Uh, but that'll be this Saturday. I think I'm doing four to six or no, three to five p.m. this Saturday Pacific Standard Time. So come on by. We'll have fun and try not to be too scared. Lee, do you have anything you'd like to promote? Well, I'm just Lee Quick on all social media platforms, basically. Um, I think I'm on uh, all those Facebook, Twitter, Lee Quick, at Lee Quick. Um, I'm a musician, so if you like music and songs and stuff, uh, find me. Cool. Very cool. Uh, and you can check out all the other great Benview Network podcasts at BenviewNetwork.com. Uh, we've got, what have we got? We've got. Are you guys, have you started your new season of Pick Your Path? No. God, no, I've no. been waiting for that for months. No, what is up? We said last year we were going to do it. I know. And it before the end out. of the year, we'll get it done. No. And come on, man. No, everything You're killing me. stopped. Uh, but we got Midnight Marinara. Okay, That's cool. good. He just went and did a panel at an yeah, Ohio he's, convention. He's That's been, crazy. He's been all over the place. Good for uh, him. Along with the artistry mm-hmm. and uh, and Reagan readers. You know, it's like all these great new shows. That's uh, awesome. The Boys, the podcast oh, yeah. about the about podcast Doughboy. Doughboys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's You knew insane. it had to happen, right? Yeah, uh, so we're very glad to, to have them all on the network. Just go to benviewnetwork.com to check all that out. And uh, our personal website is nevpodcast.com. You can find all of our episodes there. Email us, nevpodcast at gmail.com, and on Twitter, at nevpodcast. And uh, my personal Twitter is at podcasterandrew. And I'm on Instagram now, and uh, you should go follow me there as well. I will. And I'm at truevalk on everything. I think I'm Lee Quick Picks on Instagram. Nice. That makes sense. <laughs> Why not? All right. So now it's time for Guess the Ending. You'll never guess how it ends. I'm first. Resident Evil, the final chapter, because at some point, Paul W.S. Anderson has to run out of love for his wife and stop making her movies, because that's the only reason this series still exists. Uh, these are bad films. <laughs> they are uh, the first one was really cool and was like oh a good video game movie and ever since then they've just been making I, wasn't trash. the second one okay too it was alright okay it was alright Nemesis was there uh, I guess i 10 years ago it's so weird yeah. like they they throw in so many references you're just like okay I see what you're doing but Apocalypse was three movies ago and that was the end of the world <laughs> Three movie, all right. Three movies ago was the end of the world. Yeah. Checks out. <laughs> Starring Ruby Rose, Mia Jovovich, Ali Larder, and is that Ian? Ian? Ian. Ian. Nice, Glenn. Picking up immediately after the events of Resident Evil Retribution, Alice, played by Mia Jovovich, is the only survivor of what was meant to be humanity's final stand against the undead. Now she must return to where the nightmare began, the hive in Raccoon City, where the Umbrella Corporation is gathering its forces for a final strike against the only remaining survivors of the apocalypse. Because Raccoon City, I guess? Let's go back to where the first movie happened. Okay, so this film starts with one of the many clones of Alice uh, all coming together and they're leading the survivors to the city Um, for some reason Wesker's still alive even though they've killed him a whole bunch of times and they have a fight in the laser hallway and uh, she beats him by cutting him up into little pieces with the lasers while she avoids them which happened in an earlier movie but we're going to do it again in this one because that's fun and uh, we've got the girl who they uh, retconned in, which was the daughter of the scientist, and she plays the uh, malevolent supercomputer in the hive again. And uh, because Alice befriended her earlier, she convinces her to be on her side again, and uh, she ends up helping the survivors get into the hive, and for some reason there's something in there. I guess it it may be... Uh, the notes and uh, pre-roll for the next Resident Evil film, they have to destroy that in order to make sure that not another film comes out and that <laughs> ends up saving the world. So she's in every movie. 
Yes. Because she's married to the director. And that's the only reason this series exists. And so we know, even when she's in peril, we know she's not going to die, though, right? And if she dies, there's a clone of her that wakes up and takes up the mantle. Just like soap operas. You know, when they kill somebody off and bring back their clone. It happens all the time. The final chapter. (laughs) So is this a guarantee? Uh, if they get the divorced final. after this movie comes out, <laughs> yes. Well, you would think Underworld would be dead for that right. same reason, but it's still going. But, like, two of those movies were good, and there's not there's not ten of them. There's now five? Yeah. And that oh, fifth one's actually, not good. Actually, the uh, the one that just came out's not good, but the one before was actually all right. Okay. Because it, like, went into the backstory of, like... No, the third one. You're talking about that. Yes. Yeah. The, I think they made one between that <clears> and this one. Because there was two with her, and then there was a side story where it went back in time. It was like, this is how it all they had started. Martin, no, not Martin. They had, it had different people. She wasn't in it. Yeah. Celine wasn't in it. And then it picked up again. That's the one I liked. And then this is the new one. Because there's, there's only four with her, but there's five movies total. Yeah. You can't kill vampires, and apparently you can't kill vampire movies either. Yeah. Or, zom- or, or zombie, zombie movies. movies. Yeah. Unkillable. Yeah. All right. She like controls. She can like make fire okay. out of nothing. That's sure. I've, like they're attacked by zombie birds in one of the movies, and she just makes the entire sky catch on fire and kill all the birds. Oh my god! Yes, I can't handle what you're this saying is, right now. <laughs> it's uh, final for a good reason. Chapter. I'm sure. Okay. No, please, Lee, tell us about a dog. Lee. Oh, okay. Lee. Well, oh boy, what can I say about this? I <clears throat> I didn't watch the clip because I was afraid it would be upsetting. It is upsetting. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe I won't watch the clip. Uh, and I've seen, all I've seen are the posters with the dog face on it. I haven't even seen any clips. The trailer is, um, is, is like, oh, I want to see this movie because I love dogs. It, it does that job. It looks like, you know, it's going to be heartwarming, right? And it's about good dog family reincarnation. Movie and sure. Yeah. So all dogs go to heaven. Uh, Until they come back and you meet <laughs> them in a different dog's body. Okay. Good, good idea for a movie, I'm assuming. Uh... We got Dennis Quaid and Josh Gad and a couple of ladies I'm unfamiliar with in here. I'm sure there's uh, awesomeness and heartwarming and, it, and heartstrings it, being pulled on. And is it kind of funny that the director's name is Lassie? Is that kind of funny? Oh, is wow. That a, is that a little funny? Lasse Hallstrom. Well, he, but it's, it's weird because he's directed a movie called, what was that movie called? I think it was called A Dog's Life. Mm-hmm. But it was actually about a boy who was sad because of the dog. What's the dog that the Russians sent up and then I guess died? Oh, yeah. Into space. Uh, yeah. Laika, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's about a boy who sat about that dog. Oh. Isn't the production company Laika named after that dog? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That dog's famous. Yeah, I know. That dog's a beautiful okay. dog. I know. Every culture has a famous dog. There's yeah. one in Japan, there's one in Russia. All right, so... We have Lassie or Old Yeller here. Yeah. Here's a movie about them. Like Old Yeller or Lassie or, you know, will, where their dog dies at the end, this dog dies over and over again. So you get the best of all worlds. I mean, you get to watch... The dog be loved and I'm sure, you know, uh, important to their owner and then they die in some awful way and then they get, the dog comes back. It says the dog looks to discover his purpose in life over the course of several lifetimes and owners. I'm assuming that he's got to rescue people or uh, sound the alarm for people in a fire or, or pull somebody out of the way of a semi-truck. Yeah, is, or is this like a quantum leap where he's got a... Like, <laughs> yeah, this is, is this quantum like, leap is, for is this, dogs. It is, where is the this, dog is Scott Bakula, is yeah. This, is this purgatory, and when the dog does enough good deeds, he can go to heaven? Like, is that is that what this is? Well, I'm imagining the, the ending here. I'm trying to think of yeah, what like would be the... build. It has to build if there's always to reincarnation, the point where the, the dog is, like, grabbing onto the belt of his owner who's about to fall <laughs> off in uh, the balcony, the obs- uh, observation deck uh, uh, over Niagara Falls, oh, wow. and uh, somehow, the you know, the, they get switched, and the dog goes over instead of the person or something and you know they but then it gets caught by the boy who could fly and he pulls him back up I'm sorry that's a really old movie I, I have to imagine the end is uh, you know uh, gotta be like a puppy yeah like what is the well, how in you a know, film about looking, reincarnation what's the ending right he's gotta be looking into the eyes of his new he's coming out of a box on Christmas morning and this, this boy says oh a dog what I've always wanted and then roll credits or something I don't know but we're not going to see it, so we won't know, yeah. right? Nope. That's a bummer. Yeah, I'm good. That won't be happening. 
even though they there's statements that have been made and I don't care. But the video is advertising is, at premieres have been canceled. Yep. Yeah. Must be pretty bad. Mm-hmm. I think Josh Gad is the voice of the dog too. Oh. Can we all just <clears throat> take a moment? Yep. To oh, think about Our that. Favorite Frozen Ice Boy is a doggy. Um, Maybe yeah, he, no. the dog is going to be knocking on people's doors about the, the Book of Mormon. There's <laughs> nothing they can say because that that film that uh. that video is is. It's clear. I would have avoided it anyway because I tend to avoid. I, you know, I I enjoy 20th century women in mm-hmm. the same way that I would not enjoy a dog's purpose because I would feel like I would be I was being manipulated, yes. emotionally exactly. manipulated uh-huh. the and, whole time. And that's how the trailer was. It's yeah. like well, I saw the trailer and went, all right, I know I'm being manipulated, but I kind of want to see what they do with it. And yeah. then and then all the hubbub happened. So if you support animal cruelty and you like emotional manipulation. Go see this movie. You know, not every movie can get the award that PETA gave to Jungle Book. Yeah. Oh, my God. The new Jungle Book, PETA gave it an award because it uses no animals. Because it's there all are CG. animals. What? So PETA gave it an award and said, Thank Because you. there were no animals on set, ever. Because it was filmed in a soundstage in L.A. That's yeah. weird. Yes, it is weird. And it's they got weird. an award. From PETA. Oh, man. That the would be honor. like giving a film an award for humanism because it has no humans in it. Yeah, and yeah. it's all CG people. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just. I mean, that is a film about movie, about animals. <laughs> so to have no animals in it is just, well, I, I don't like that movie, so <laughs> I, I shouldn't be talking about it. All right, I'm going to guess the ending for Gold. Gold? Directed by Gold. S- Stephen Gag- Gagan, starring uh, Maddie <clears throat> McCann, uh, Edgar Ramirez, BDH, and Toby Kebbell. Toby Kebbell. Oh, dear. Kebbell and Bits. <sighs> I want to like Toby Kebbell. I don't even know. I, I'm sure I know who that he is. He keeps not being in good movies. An unlikely pair venture to the Indonesian jungle in search of gold. So, obviously, that's Matthew McConaughey and Bryce Dallas Howard. That's, mm-hmm. how I'm gonna, that's who I'm going to say the pair is. I, I've never seen a trailer mm-hmm. for this film. Uh, they're searching for gold uh, because uh, there, there's this weird meta element to this film. Uh, where McConaughey's character is aware that in other there are other films where he has played other characters. And so he has this recollection of a film that he did about gold. And he's like, I got it, gold. There's a, there's a jungle, there's somewhere with gold. Uh, but when they get there, he then realizes, um, oh, I'm thinking of the film Fool's Gold, which I was in. And I don't th- think anyone saw it or remembers it. So I'm just going to keep looking for real gold, and he he actually never finds it. That's the end of this film. He never finds gold. <laughs> the last good movie he was in <clears throat> was Rock and Roller. He's just been in a Toby series Kevel? of yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been in Prince and of you Persia. Know how I, feel about, I don't like Rock and Roller. I know you don't, but I, I like it. <clears throat> I well, he's in, he's in um, the the Planet of the Apes movies. War Horse. He's, he's pl- good. He's good. All right, so then he's good, good in that. Those are good, but it's a motion capture. Thing, yeah, so he's Koba. Like, he's one of the. Yeah, he's Koba. He's, he's the mean one. Yeah. He's the mean ape. So yeah. the, is this film riding the oh, wave of Vaughn. True Detective from I'm a couple years ago? Sure. He was Von Doom. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's bad. Toby Cavill's not good. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what this film and is And then at the end do. he says, all right, all right, all right. I mean, it's, a, it's about a guy. He goes, he, he finds the gold and then he comes back to oh, okay. civilization. And it's just about how everyone in the business world is trying to steal everything that he earned oh. and how he's trying to defend himself, but he can't because he's just a Joe Schmo that found gold in the woods. And when he comes back, like bad stuff start happening. Well, I think I'm, I got that about half, right? Yeah. I think, I think it looks interesting. I don't, I don't know if I'll see it. In and the then a guy there. at the end shows up and says, I'm curly and you stole my gold. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. In the rainforest. That'd be pretty great. <laughs> uh, all right. So now we can end the guessing. <laughs> And with that, end the show. Yay. Uh, I think this has been a really good show. Yeah. We, we, we talked about a really interesting movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a good time. Uh, so I guess... Oh, next week... Yeah, what are we doing? Episode 300. Mm-hmm. Uh, big one. Uh, we're going to review The Founder. Oh, okay. Uh, that's in theaters now. Nice. Uh, but I've been looking forward to it since last... last- year mm-hmm. august or, yeah the, we or were talking earlier, about it back then yeah because they they were going to release it that early and then they pushed it back uh michael keaton as uh ray Kroc, the the guy who founded mcdonald's i'm really enjoying michael keaton's like 
resurgence as Ooh, an actor. Yes. Because <clears throat> he was gone for a long time, and then the first film I saw him in was The Other Guys, which is a really good comedy. Right? And ever since then, he's just been in good movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so um, until then, uh, this has been episode 299. I'm Andrew. I'm Lee. I'm Jordan. And remember, listeners, if a pseudo dude comes up to you and says, hey, uh, wait, what was the movie we watched? The city dude comes up to you and says, "Hey, uh, can you fix? Yeah, I'll fix your car." Like, he's he's not really good with relationships. He's uh, he's fun though. Don't worry about it. I saw it. I thought it was a joke. I didn't realize it was a real movie. XXX? Triple X? It's the third in the series. Return of Xander Cage? Yeah, it's number three. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at bendunetwork.com.